I am not a very good cook of of a lot of common things. Like I can't cook meat to save my life, for instance. I'm terrible on a grill. I I can't fry chicken in a pan. Like there's a lot of things I can't do very well. But one thing I'm really good at is I'm really freaking good at pasta. You are. I can I can attest you're very good at pasta. And I recognize that pasta is like kind of easy mode for cooking. Like it's not that hard. It's like, you know, it's like one of the first things kids usually learn to make. <laughs> well, it starts out hard and then it gets soft. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. So we're going to jump right after that. So, so uh, recently there was this big deal going on. That there was this new pasta shape. You've described this to me before where you said, and I quote, I follow the world of pasta. <laughs> well i didn't realize there was a, a very significant world of pasta oh um, but you follow it but i follow it yeah. so there is news in the world of pasta well so there, there's been multiple developments so first like about <laughs> about a year ago i learned bucatini existed bucatini it was like sweeping the world of like pasta hip people and and pasta nerds it's kind of like spaghetti but instead of being solid it's there's a hole down the middle so it's like a big straw it's a big floppy straw yeah it's a big floppy straw everyone was falling in love with bucatini and to the point where you couldn't get it and there was like this big article written about it i'll try to find it for show notes but like this this bucatini shortage in the u.s and this possible political causes and everything so i thought well i have to try that (laughs) so you know eventually got some like from some random amazon seller (laughs) was able to finally get bucatini uh, and I started looking into looking into you know what other developments have happened in pasta recently, and it turned out this past spring there was also this big. There's a podcast called Sporkful, and uh, and the host of the podcast Dan Pashman is is very well qualified in the food area, and he had gone through the process of inventing his own brand new pasta shape that he had designed to be like this ideal thing uh, called cascatelli, and it sold out instantly. And so I thought, all right, I got to buy that too. I got I got to see what the big deal is. So I ordered that, ordered it in March. From March until now, I decided, all right, let's let's see let's see if we can try as many pasta shapes as possible. Because the shapes are very different from each other. Like, you know, at the end of the day you're biting into, you know, hunks of wheat here and there, but there's different things optimized for different purposes, different different sauces, different stuff to go along with it. Um, but we found some really cool shapes that I had never seen before. And this was all kind of part of this joyous journey for us back into pasta because we had done low carb dieting for a few years before this i miss pasta so much (laughs) it's so good yeah that's the thing like like what what i came to realize as we were trying pasta again like you know what yeah if i eat too much pasta it's probably not great for my health but i can eat some pasta and that's fine i remember the lies i was telling myself where like i don't miss pasta who needs this it's so empty and flavorless nope i missed pasta i miss pasta too oh my god pasta's so good and there's so many different things you could do with it, but it's just even just the simplest things are it's just so damn good. So this has kind of been like a, a revelation, like rediscovering pasta after years of low carb dieting. And it's uh, it, it makes me so happy every time I cook it. So there are a lot of pasta shapes. Uh, there are a lot that we haven't recently tried because, I mean, some of the handmade ones, they're really hard to get a hold of uh, with if you're not like going to a ton of restaurants and like trying to find them out. There are so many different shapes and some of them are very alike. So for our purposes for the show, we went out and got, well, I shouldn't say we, I, I did nothing. Yes. <laughs> I sat there and ate pasta. <laughs> I went out and got lots of different pasta shapes over the course of months from multiple different stores plus online ordering. 
But we didn't retry some of the cla- – I mean, some classics we did, but like elbows and stuff. Like we – everyone knows what those Yeah, we've had those like. a million times. Yeah. We've had, you know, penne and stuff like that. Like it's – you kind of – you trip and fall into a bowl of penne wherever you go. It's like there's – it's everywhere. Like you don't need – there's certain things you don't need to necessarily test over and over again. <laughs> also, I do understand that there is like good pasta brands and bad pasta brands. Certain pastas are better when they're homemade as opposed to like extruded from machines or like different things like that so there are different factors and i feel like our general personalities in knowing that those type of things exist i think we're going to do a pretty good job in ranking what we like we only did wheat-based pastas i know there's lots of different pastas you can get gluten-free ones you can get pastas made from beans and stuff we didn't try those just for time and scope reasons uh, because this is more about the shape than the actual taste or you know exact consistency of the pasta itself we did not consider filled pastas like ravioli, um, and we also did not consider gnocchi because that's more of a dumpling, really. And finally, the, the final disclaimer here is like the dumpling I just tried to pronounce, we're probably going to butcher the names of almost all of these. Um, because even though both of us, uh, our families are New York Italian, you know, we're still Americans and we're not real Italians, and so we're not You're more be, Italian than me. I'm only a quarter. Yeah, I know. I'm half, but... We're, we're not going to be as good as actual Italians in pronouncing these names. So we apologize in advance. We'll do our best, but uh, it's not going to be right a lot of the time. And, and that's we're going to have to just move on. <laughs> I'm going to try my best. A Filippelle. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> I did want to give some special brand call outs of brands that I found were really good. And this is just like what I was able to find in you know, grocery stores in, in the New York area. So, or on Amazon. <laughs> so, um, the, my favorite brands are, um, Seggiano. This was very good. This was a brand in Whole Foods. It comes in those tall, clear bags and it has like a, like a tad, like stapled at the top, basically. So I like that you can see all the pasta in. It's very clear. Um, it's a good size too. They were, they were not full pounds. Like usually American pasta boxes are one pound. And this was like, these are like three quarters of a pound. It's actually a little bit more reasonable for if you're cooking for two people or two people on a kid like it's a little it's a, it's a more reasonable size they had really nice texture like this is one thing if you followed the the sporkful podcast and the design of cascatelli they talk about this of like the different ways you can extrude pasta out of different types of dyes and stuff as it's manufactured if you do it like kind of like an older way with a certain type of bronze dye without using um teflon on it you get these nice little texture like this textured finish across the pasta and what that does is it helps it hold more sauce like gives it a little bit of texture as opposed to being like perfectly smooth like if you just pick up most boxes of like big brand really inexpensive pasta usually it looks perfectly smooth and that's for all these like teflon dye reasons but anyway i really enjoyed seggiano uh that I, that I found in whole foods because they have wonderful texture on all of their shapes even the more boring shapes um, I also really enjoyed a couple of things from Severino and from Sfolini. Sfolini is, is the brand that um, that that Sporkful used for Cascatelli. I ordered from them, and I, they also sell those in Whole Foods around here, too. So I was able to get that as well. And they also have very high average quality, I found. Speaking of pasta brands, I need you to um, – you have Spotify, right? I do have Spotify, yeah. All right. I need you to go look up that. the uh, – the brand uh, Barilla, which is like a blue box pasta brand. Yeah, Barilla. Is it Barilla? Is it Barilla? I don't know. I, don't I, always, know. I always pronounce Barilla, Barilla in my head. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it is uh, – go go to their Spotify okay. account. They, ha- they have a Spotify account? They have a Spotify account. The actual – like the pasta? Yeah. yeah. They, do they run it? Oh, my God. It's verified. <laughs> go there. It has almost 300,000 followers for a po- – okay, what it? 
mixtape spaghetti boom bap fusilli <laughs> moody daily these are all are these, these are playlists let me see they are playlists and they are specifically timed for the making of pasta so like oh if God. it takes 10 minutes it's a 10 minute playlist what <laughs> so instead of timing your pasta with a timer boring right you can time it Oh my god. Pleasant melancholy penne. <laughs> you could time it with a playlist. And you could pick your style of playlist. Like if you feel like, you know, happy fusili or sad fusili, you can pick a playlist. You, there's one called timeless emotion fusili. That's 11 minutes. Emotional fusili. Yeah. Boom bap fusili is also 11 minutes. But mixtape spaghetti is only 9 minutes because I guess cause spaghetti cooks faster, which we'll get to. Um, yeah. Oh my god. This Is that great? I think it's the never most have ridiculous thought. thing. <laughs> I, like I, as a person who cooks pasta and who listens to music, I would never even thought to look for this. Yeah, I totally saw it on TikTok. So, oh, there we go. <laughs> That's incredible. It's awesome. I think next time we make pasta, we should play the playlist. Okay. <laughs> You're like, and no. Me, yeah, probably not. <laughs> All right. So, before we get to our honorable mentions, I wanted to have a segment called "I Don't Get It." Ooh. I don't want to be too mean. Is this like a game show? But this is, these are pasta shapes that other people seem to really enjoy, and I just don't get it. <laughs> like, after trying, I'm just like, I don't, I don't get the big deal. I, don't, I, don't I, need, see... I need, like, a soundbite that says, Marco doesn't get it. Right. Like, so, yeah. Yeah, so, number one, I think the most common pasta shape that other people tend to love, and I just don't. Oh, no, are you going to start yucking some yums? The bow tie. <sighs> yeah bow ties look cool get out of here bow tie you're too formal actual bow ties in real life like the not pasta type the cloth type i think are cool i kind of wish i was cool enough to pull one off but i don't think i am but are they they're really cool. cool they were so cool like five years ago are they still cool they're cool on a very small percentage of the population that i'm not in but i wish i was but i think even among that percentage it's becoming less cool oh, really? because it That's was so bad. it was so cool and now i don't know if it's so cool anymore they well, need something weirder, like one of those bolo ties. Yeah, or a unicycle or something. A I unicycle have on those. their neck. Yeah, well, yeah, okay. So anyway, so so the, the bow tie pasta, I feel like, is it's the most commonly available type of pasta that looks fancy. Like, you can go into any grocery store anywhere in America and probably elsewhere, and you can get bow tie pasta in a, like from any of the major brands, like Barilla probably, and all the other, you know, like, and it's, you know, it's widely available. The problem with bow tie pasta is that you cannot cook it evenly because the little pinch spot in the middle, there's no amount of time you can cook that pasta where that pinch spot is fully cooked through unless you overcook the outside of it because it's so much thicker than the rest of it. So you have this huge, thick, like dough blob in the middle, basically. And in order to cook that all the way through, you have to overcook the outside. So there's no way to cook bow ties well. You either have a crunchy bit in the middle or the outside is so soft it's basically falling apart. I think that the perfect bow tie time and temperature, there is a spot there where it's like you get that sweet spot before it starts to unfurl because you've overcooked it. Oh, yeah. It's not and, a problem. Yeah. If you stir it too much or overcook it, the middle unfurls. So I think there is like a perfect spot for it, but it is so hard to achieve that it's not worth it. All right. What else don't you get? All right. Second on my I don't get it list is cavatelli or also and please forgive the pronunciation is orecette the little ears cavatelli and cavatelli is like those little shells these are very common in restaurants and things like that and i i honestly don't know why 
because they and we tried a really good one. I think we tried one from Solini or or somebody else. It was we we tried the best one we could, and of course I've had them a million times before. The problem is that anything that's like shell or ear shaped that's small will stack into each other as they cook. They'll get stuck. And so the sauce doesn't get into all of them. So you have all this surface area in the middle of like these like, you know, two or three noodle stacks that get stuck together that there's no sauce in the middle. And they also, I've always found these a little bit thick and a little bit hard to pick up on your fork. Like they almost seem like they need a spoon because of their size and like the way they just kind of fall (laughs) fall off all the time. Like so I just, I never found them to be easy to eat or very good because of the, the stacking together problem. Finally, on my I don't get it list, is bucatini the problem with bucatini so bucatini this is the one that that's basically like straws like long straws that look like spaghetti but there's a there's a channel in the middle there are some good things about it like because it it has some thickness to it compared to spaghetti and because water can i think theoretically get into that hole down the middle it does cook relatively evenly and it does provide a nice bite like it has like a nice texture when you're eating it but the claim to bucatini like from like the famous people who like it is that sauce gets in the middle gets down that tube and i don't think any sauce can get in there i think it's too small of a tube it, it i think it has a hank hill problem so i, I don't think <laughs> i don't think any sauce is getting in there but if you want something that is like spaghetti but better and more fun it's great but i think there are so many better options out there i wouldn't choose it if i had access to to almost anything else so it is it is fun for variety, but overall, like I don't I don't really get bucatini. It, it just seems like a little bit better than spaghetti, but it, not not great. Do you have any any you don't get it, or should we move on to our sponsor? No, let's move on because I'm going to have words with you later. All right, good. All right, we are brought to you by DoorDash. If you forgot to buy your pasta at the store, you can get that delivered either from a restaurant, which DoorDash, of course, serves, and we'll get to that in a moment. But they can also deliver groceries to you. So you can actually have them go pick up something in a grocery store for you, like a box of pasta, in 30 minutes or less with DoorDash. Do you think pasta travels well? I think it does. I think pasta is a good traveling dish. I think so. I mean, if you look at, like, you know, what kind of food travels well, like, in a, in a to-go situation, I think the worst stuff is deep-fried stuff. You don't want that to travel mm. well. But I think pasta probably travels really well. So whether you need dinner or pasta or deodorant or something doordash connects you with the restaurants you love right now and right to your door you can get dinner drinks snacks other household items delivered in under an hour ordering is super easy you just open the doordash app choose what you want from where you want and your items will be left safely outside your door with the contactless delivery drop-off setting with over 300,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia, you can support your neighborhood go-tos or choose from your favorite national restaurants like Popeye's, Chipotle, or the Cheesecake Factory. We've personally used DoorDash. It's great. We use it whenever we need, like, you know, dinner. For, you, know, we, we, you know, we don't want to think about dinner. We're out of pasta. You know, we, just, we want, to, want something to just happen, just something to show up. Just tap a few buttons on our phone and DoorDash comes in, like, you know, half hour. It's, it's wonderful. So for a limited time, you can get 25% off and zero delivery fee on your first order of $15 or more by downloading the DoorDash app in the App Store and entering code TOP42021. That's 25% off up to a $10 value and zero delivery fees on your first order by downloading the DoorDash app from the App Store and entering code TOP42021. Don't forget, one more time, that's code TOP42021 for 25% off your first order with DoorDash. Subject to change, terms apply. 
Our thanks to DoorDash for their support of this show and Relay FM. And let me tell you about another show on Relay FM. It's called Focused. If you're struggling to focus, you are not alone. With all the distractions we have, focus seems like a superpower these days. So hosts David Sparks and Mike Schmitz can show you how to get focused. Go to relay.fm slash focused or search for focused wherever you get your podcasts. All right. It is time for honorable mentions. My honorable mention. I only have one. I have one honorable mention. And that is a little champion called Orzo. What? <laughs> what? Why are you so confused? Orzo's so cute. It's like rice, but better because it's pasta. Is it better? Yes, it's so good in soup. I really like a whole bunch of them. They like the texture of all of them together. It's really good. I I really mm. like Orzo. Okay. I, I, I don't share this like, but I, I think Orzo is usually a little bit slimy in in soups and it doesn't have the the texture that rice does like it just kind of turns to mush not all orzo uh, is there good or maybe i haven't had good orzo i don't know like i i really like uh orzo in like a rice pilaf kind of thing and the little orzos like the different yeah, textures yes i just like orzo and i wanted to put it as an honorable mention it's not okay. on my list i just like it it just spoke to me so i popped it in there all right, that's fair. I don't know. Something there's something about little pastas like those little stars. They're just very cute. Like they're so tiny. It's, it's a little bit fun to cook tiny pasta. I yeah, I guess, but it's at that point it's just like different rice. <laughs> I don't it know. is different rice. It at that point, yes, it's different rice, and I kind of like that. There's something out there that's different rice. My honorable mention. So I I said earlier that bow ties were the commonly available shape that I didn't get. This is, I think, the most commonly available shape that I think has the most benefit for, for what I'm looking for in a pasta. And this was, this was a surprise. I hadn't actually had this in a long time, uh, but I, I had it as part of this test process. And it ended up being better than I remember and, and had a lot of important attributes that I like. It is fusilli, the little like corkscrew spiral things. So, you know, fusilli, it's available pretty much everywhere. You know, you can get those little spirals from every major brand, everywhere, you know, every grocery store probably has those. The attributes that I'm looking for, it actually does fairly well on. You know, you can pick it up well with a fork. It's easy to, like, you know, handle and eat. Um, It has an even thickness, which is really good for even cooking. Like, that's important. Like, you know, so many of the kind of more novelty shapes, they, they might have spots where, like, a few parts of a shape join together, like the middle of the bow tie. That makes it hard to cook evenly because that part will take longer than everything else. Fusilli is an even thickness throughout, as far as I as far as I can tell. It's just like a spiral, so that actually makes it really it cooks it cooks very evenly, cooks very well, cooks quickly actually because usually they're pretty thin, and because it has those spiral like you know sh- like screw s- shapes, it holds a bit of stuff in there. Not as much as some of the other shapes we'll get to necessarily, but it does hold some sauce. It holds a little bit of like you know fine material like bits of pesto or maybe it, if maybe very small bits of meat in the meat sauce. So overall, fusilli is is much better than I remembered it being. And if I had to make pasta some night where I'm like I'm out somewhere, I don't have a lot of options of what kinds of shapes that are available to me. If that's available, I'll pick it up. So, fusilli honorable mention. So, what is your number 4? So, I kind of made a pasta truth table in order to choose <laughs> what my pasta in the end i i love pasta in general but when i really really sit down and think about it i prefer 
long pasta to short pasta. Hmm. I don't usually like super texture. So I like a smoother, but like not like slimy smooth. Like you're saying, I like when like a good pasta has a little bit of a a bite to it. I was going to say like a cat's tongue. Ew. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, that's terrible. I don't eat cat tongues. (laughs) Well, yeah. Or the rest of the cat. I mean, you wouldn't want to go to waste. (laughs) Yeah, I use all parts of the cat. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> My brain just couldn't let that go. <laughs> um, and uh, <laughs> I prefer homemade to like machined pasta uh, because I think it inherently gives a little bit more um, variation. It's not so yeah. uniform, so it's it's much nicer. And usually, like a fresher pasta is tastier, and it it has more dimension than a lot of the ones that start off you know dried out once you get like when you get them and you cook them Mm. so with all of that said i kind of like really focus down and like again it if it's pasta i will eat it but certain things like you were saying fusilli when i really think about like eating fusilli it's nice and it's good but i don't i don't really like get into it you know it's not a oh yes this is so good like i don't crave fusilli it just it works well for the you know for the common shapes it works really well that's why i have it as honorable but not actually on my list so when i was thinking about all of this a lot of the shapes that we most recently tried are very dynamic like individual short stubby shapes we didn't have a lot of really long shapes and when i was doing some of my pasta research i i took a lot of my pasta research from this pop chart that i found which is basically like a big infographic of pasta shapes all separated into various categories. So there's like the machine side and the handmade side, and then like all the different categories that they can fill them with. And looking at this, because I'm a very visual person, so it actually shows all the shapes drawn out. Anything that I think I would really like or something that has more like the, the idea, the shape of a small pasta, but big. Okay. Okay. So like big spirals and and long things is is what I would like. So and with all that said, <laughs> my number 4 is the okay, I this one I have trouble pronouncing. You're going to have to help me. But at first I didn't think I liked it, but when I compared it to other things, it actually is my number 4. It's the Castaese like when you look at the cross section, it looks yeah. like an S. So it's kind yes, of like a, I like those actually a turned over tube. So it's like a segment. Like they twisted it and then cut it. I have it as my number four because it fits more of my flow chart truth table of pasta tips tips truth tips <laughs> tips pasta truth table. So I, I have to come up with a better name than that. Yeah, that makes sense. I like a lot about that one. It, I found it slightly boring, but it did it did satisfy a lot of a lot of needs for me. Well, it like it holds the sauce nicely, and it's like little folds. It has it's not too much of like a I don't like when I feel like I'm biting into like a big meaty piece. When I think of pasta, I think of long, and I think of elegant. Like I I don't want so much stubbiness. If I want stubbiness, I'll go gnocchi because that's what I like the best for stubby pasta. Hmm, okay. Or, like, I love, uh, and again, we're not talking about filled pasta, but I prefer filled pasta to not filled pasta. So, 
I'm thinking like elegance when I'm thinking I just want regular, regular pasta with sauce. All right, fair. So actually, my number four is a long pasta. Uh-huh. This is, I think, if you want a long pasta that does not have a lot going on, but it's just like a nice long pasta, the best I found is the Tagliatelle by Seggiano. That's wide. Yeah, it, it is a little bit wide, um, but it's not like, you know, it's not like lasagna noodles or anything. Like, it's 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 a wide, long pasta. <laughs> just boil up a big bowl of lasagna noodle. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure somebody has done that. But, like, what I like about the Tagliatelle, first of all, like, this brand, it, it has, like, a lot of good texture on it. So it actually does hold a lot of sauce, and it's, you know, it's interesting in the mouth. They also, it, it comes not as long, straight lines that you have to, like, slowly soften into the pot, but it comes as these little, like, twisted up bird's nests. So it's just easier to cook. <laughs> like, it's, it, you drop them in, and they just, you know, you, you eventually stir them, and they eventually start falling apart. But you don't have to, it, like, you can just dump it into the pot. You don't have to, like, do a lot to get, in, to get it started. So if you want a long, flat noodle, that, I think, is my favorite. It has the advantages of a long noodle where you can, like, twist it up on the fork, like, all that fun stuff. Um, and I find if you're going to have a sauce with very large elements, like big chunks of meat or vegetables in a sauce, a lot of times for big chunks, you want a long pasta because, like, the small pastas might just kind of get, you know, lost in the middle of a bunch of meatballs or sausage chunks or whatever. Or they might, like, get, like, kind of beaten up by them in stirring and might get damaged whereas long pasta you can pretty much do whatever you want around it and it'll tolerate it so yeah number four tagliatelle i'm also very against breaking of pasta oh yeah i i can't stand that it's like if it's made long keep it long just deal with it figure it out get it in the pot yeah it turns out pasta softens as you cook it not not even like it doesn't even take very long like if you have like some kind of long spaghetti or something you have to get into a pot just put the end that fits into the pot and then two minutes later, you can push the rest in, and it's fine. <laughs> I don't know why I'm so grossed out by, like, half pieces of spaghetti. Like, I don't like spaghetti to begin with, but half pieces make it even worse. Like, it just gets closer and closer to worm size, and I do not approve. <laughs> but yet, you're good with orzo, which is, like, little bug size. They're not little bug size. <laughs> okay, yes, they are little bug size. <laughs> so, what's your number three? <laughs> My number three, saying that I like long pastas and nothing too meaty, is the stubbiest, most meaty pasta that we have made. <laughs> Rigatoni? No, it's the radiatores. Oh, yeah. The little radiators. They are so good. They're like jam-packed little like rods of ruffles. They're so delicious. They don't fall apart. They have a really good bite. They hold a lot of sauce in their ruffles. They have a lot of great texture. And they're kind of rolled, so... They have the ruffles on the outside that are look kind of like gears altogether. But then, but if you if you unroll it, like you can unroll it with your tongue, it actually gets a little bit flatter with the ruffles on one side and a flat side on the inside. So it's really kind of fun to play with in your mouth when you're eating. Uh, so yeah, it holds a ton of sauce. It has awesome texture. Even though I don't usually like a meaty pasta, this one is much, much more pleasant than most of them. They don't get stuck together, which is a big thing because a lot of pastas, like you saying, the I don't get it pasta, when they kind of, um, when they, they stack. Spo- yeah, they stack or they spoon each other. Like that's <laughs> the wrong kind of meaty that you don't want. But this one, it's like that the air pockets that are caused by the ruffles become like a 
pleasant sauce delivery area as opposed to <laughs> just like a trap for more pasta. So it's sturdy. They look like a cute little, you know, chevron barrels. They're <laughs> adorable. Yeah. So this is radiatory is actually my number two. You know, I mentioned earlier, like Fusilli has a lot of good qualities. I think radiatory does everything Fusilli does, but better. And they're super decorative. Like, they're kind of cool to serve. I am so against novelty pastas. I do not like shapes of things in pastas. I think they either fall apart and look like monsters, or <laughs> I just, I don't like the way the texture is, like, the the shape, the little stubbiness whenever you have, like, any kind of novelty shape. Yeah, you're talking like, about, like, the wagon wheels and stuff like that, or, yeah, or kids' any, pasta that's, yes. like, you know, letters of the alphabet, or... Bachelor party pasta. Yeah. Bachelor, <laughs> bachelorette party. pasta. Yeah. yeah, that's different. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Like novelty, like cheesy shaped pasta, but not shaped like cheese because that would be boring. Uh, just little triangles. <laughs> 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 but yeah, so, but this is kind of the idea of it looks very decorative and different, but it's actually tasty and fun and functional. Yeah. The the radiatory or radiatory it is a, vi- a very fun shape. It has wide appeal. Like if you're if you're cooking for you know your family, like your kids will love this. If you're cooking for other people, they probably haven't seen it, so they will probably love it too because it's just fun. And yeah, it's it's everything you said. Like it, it holds sauces very well. I, I would say because they are small and dense and have a lot of fine ruffles, they are best fit for sauces that don't have big chunks. Like I was saying, you know, before about like big chunks need kind of a long pasta. Radiatory is really great for things like pesto, where you have like a fine textured sauce that has some like small chunks of of stuff, but not big chunks. It is great for that. Or like a Parmesan sauce or something like that that has like a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Cream based Mm -hmm. anything like that would be fantastic with these. It goes with a lot. Yeah. Our son really likes these. Yeah. Like, yeah, our kid, these are his favorite. Like he, he loved them um, because they're fun. Like they're, you know, they're, they're easy to eat because a, a fork picks them up very, very easily. They cook very evenly because they they look like they would have a dense center, but they don't. And so it, it it's a uniform thickness. They they cook very very evenly. Um, just very good overall. Like it, it's as you mentioned, it's fun to like unroll it with your tongue while it's in your mouth. <laughs> like you, it's just it's it's such, it's such a great shape. That's why it's my number two. It, it's also because it's so dense. Minor little benefit here, but it's a fairly small package. Like it comes in this little plastic pouch and. It's very small and dense, so like you can fit a bunch of them in your cabinet or whatever. <laughs> so yeah, radiatory is my number two and your number three, three right? Mm-hmm. All right. So what's your three? My number three is Toscani. This was another one that we found from the brand um, Seggiano in uh, Whole Foods, and these are kind of like little, basically like little twisted up funnels with a slightly ruffled edge. So it's not a long pasta; it's you know it's a short pasta that's twisted up. And it has a little bit of a ruffle. And what I like about this Wait, is... Wait, the trumpets or the Toscani? Not the trumpets. So I, I think Toscani achieves much of what the trumpets aim to achieve, but does a better job of it. Um, I agree. Because the problem with the trumpets is that the trumpets have like a, have a fairly flat... They're almost like little flower petals. Like They have a fairly flat part, and then at the edge, there's a tight ruffle. And the problem is that once you stir that, 
with the sauce or whatever, a lot of those ruffles fall off in stirring. Yeah, the um, Tuscani, they stay together much better. Yes, Tuscani is, it's thicker, and the ruffle is not as tight of, like, a weave, I guess, whatever. Well, it's like the, the trumpets have an extreme. It's smooth with a really dense, intense ruffle on the outside, and then the one that you're talking about, it's yeah, more... Tuscani. It's It's a very similar shape, has a similar ruffle, but everything about it is, like is is brought down to a more even level so, exactly yeah so that, and that helps it you know not only does it cook well because again it's again even thickness throughout even though it's twisted up but like there's no parts that are touching each other so like it's it's an even thickness so it cooks evenly but because it has like the more gradual transition into the into a more gradual ruffle towards the edge it it doesn't really fall off nearly as much if at all i i found toscani to be very very good it's you know it, it picks up well on the fork it's a, another shape that's fun to unroll with your tongue in your mouth i found and um it holds a decent amount of sauce and because it's a little bit looser than like a radiatory um you can mix it with a little bit larger chunks of stuff and, and it still holds up to that um it also because it's such a small but dense shape holds up very well to a lot or to aggressive stirring so if you have to like stir a thick sauce into it or like a big chunky thing, it, these aren't going to fall apart on you. So overall, Tuscany was my number three. Very, very good. All right. I'm going to add this to my honorable mention. <laughs> it's above Orzo. Oh, because it's good. <laughs> well, I just when I was when I was writing the reviews as we were tasting them, we have kind of like a note that we have pictures in and the pasta that we've eaten. I just wrote eh under it. But now that you're describing it, I'm like, actually, you were more than eh. So. Yeah, it was one of the first ones we tried, and at the, at the time, like I wrote my I wrote the notes on each one. And at the time, I thought like this is nice. I didn't think much of it, but then like as I tried everything else, I realized like oh, that was actually that was better than a lot of these other ones that we tried. There, <laughs> so like I, I realized like in retrospect, oh, that actually gave me more of what I want. And when I was shopping like in, for future shopping trips, I actually find myself wanting to buy more of this mm. because I realized like oh, actually that was very practical and served our purposes very well. <laughs> this is why you need a pasta truth table exactly to find your true pasta what is your we're up to your number two now right yes what is your number two i'm so sorry but you're not gonna get it it's bucatini isn't it it is bucatini Uh, i mean it's fine it's fun it's fun okay i have a problem with it in that it feels like you can slurp it like a piece of spaghetti but you cannot because air goes through the middle and then it goes nowhere so it's it's kind of mean in that way it's like trying to suck a straw into your mouth (laughs) yeah i can't do it you can't really do it (laughs) anyway so i like that it's kind of um i I like that it's kind of mean it presents a little bit of a challenge it's saying like oh you want to try and eat me this way but you can't and i'm like all right pasta (laughs) it's you and me now we're gonna find a way that's Uh, incredible all right so i really like the thickness of it without the bulk i don't love a a big meaty thick pasta most of the time i need there to be some sort of air or ruffle or roll or something going on with it in order for it to like be pleasant to me like Mm -hmm. or or thinness right like the flatness of a noodle or something like that i don't like spaghetti but i like the idea of spaghetti because i like long pasta so this it almost like gives you the idea of spaghetti without bulkiness of spaghetti because the hollowness of each tube makes it a lot lighter of a bite when you're eating it see i would have expected the opposite like i would expect because it is i mean overall like each piece is obviously much thicker than a piece of spaghetti 
but maybe you just you just take fewer pieces of it because it's so much total mass. No, because like I like the process of like swirling around a fork. Like I like yeah. that the, that method of eating pasta as opposed to stabbing or scooping. I like swirling. Oh, I get it. And so as you're swirling, like the for, the total forkful of it with spaghetti, there's not a lot of air gap in there, right? So with if you get if you get a forkful of spaghetti, it's very dense. Yes. Whereas a forkful of bucatini has like these air channels throughout, right? It, like you can't get a ton on your fork. Okay. So I get it. it's kind of nicer to, and and more fun to eat that way. It's like it's a hip spaghetti. Just it just is. <laughs> it's a hipper, cooler spaghetti it's nice and long um it doesn't it you said it doesn't break while cooking so that's yeah, it nice. doesn't it really doesn't it's very strong and overall i like the way stuff sticks to it whatever process this is made with or or the brand that you chose or or whatever it is it just yeah, seems this like, was like it, this was the garofalo brand this is one i had to get from amazon it seems like it's a little bit weirder of a pasta shape and that like the big box pastas don't really have this so it's made a little bit nicer. So I feel like the texture of the noodle grabs onto the sauce a lot nicer than like a cheap spaghetti would. I mean, again, you're comparing like cheap spaghetti to like this nicer made pasta. But I don't know. I just I really like it because I like to swirl. And this gives me an opportunity to swirl without the gross denseness of spaghetti, which I do not like. Also, angel hair is also too much like it. They're too, it's thin and skinny, and it, there's too much that gets on the fork when you're trying to swirl it. It's just not it's not as good. Yeah, I, I agree. Angel hair to me was is – I don't see the point because it's so thin. It's basically just a wad of usually overcooked starch. Yeah, it starts getting too dense at that point. I, I don't know. I, I'm sure I could talk my way or try to talk my way out of anything and into anything, but I'm, I'm all for the bucatini. And you mentioned something. So to be fair, you know, you mentioned uh, you know comparison to cheap spaghetti. As part of this test, we actually bought the best spaghetti I could find because I wanted sure to, I wanted did. to give spaghetti a fair shot. Um, even though I I, I kind of knew like I probably wouldn't love it, but again, I, I only ever had you know cheap box spaghetti, so I figured let me let me get a really nice one and compare that. So went back again to my my good brand Seggiano. They have a something called spaghetti alla chitara. I don't know what that means, but it's again twisted up in those little bird's nests, just like their um, their taco itali. So it's super easy to drop in and cook. You don't have to break it or wait for wait you know wait for it to push down. Um, and it has the Seggiano texture on the outside from being extruded in the you know fancy way. So it has a really really nice texture all down every single piece of spaghetti. So I thought for sure if I'm gonna if I'm gonna like spaghetti, this is the best chance it's gonna have. And it was good. You know it it, it had you know the fork twisting fun part, um, but it was unmemorable and it wasn't better enough than cheap spaghetti to overcome the limitations that spaghetti inherently has. I even wrote um, on that one a little too thick. But bucatini is thicker, but because of that hollowness on the inside, it doesn't feel like a thick pasta. So number two, bucatini. I don't care what you say. Again, I don't get it, but I respect that choice. All right. Number one, did we both pick the cascatelli the, the sporkful no no okay good i did my number one is cascatelli <laughs> the, the new one from the sporkful podcast um so it's like uh like the word for anyone who doesn't speak italian which we don't it means little waterfalls yeah like yeah. cascade cascatelli. exactly yeah and this it's by the brand Sfolini and uh again you know we'll link to the podcast that was all about the development of this shape and everything I really enjoyed it. Like, and we were waiting to get this in to do this episode because I, you know, it has a lot of press and everything. Wait, wait. So, 
I did not pick this as my number one. Okay. And I feel like we should end the show with you talking about this because this is the one that kind of like sparked your whole getting into pasta news. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so let me tell you my number one. Sure. And I'll explain why, which won't take too long. And then you can talk all about your little waterfalls. <laughs> okay. Okay. Sure. Okay. My number one is linguini. What? <laughs> I knew you would be like, what? All right. Let me tell you. Let me tell you why. It is flat. It is nice. It is it is good dried. Also, it is good homemade. It's really good homemade. And I think it's more universally available. You can find it more places. More places will have it. You can see it at cheap restaurants. You can see it at fancy restaurants. You can put all kinds of sauces on it. I love linguine and clam sauce. Like there are so many standard dishes that you can have linguine with that make it a more practical choice for number one because it's so easy to get, which is the opposite of what your number one is, which is the most impossible pasta to get in the entire world right now. You cannot make this yourself, which is because you do not have a giant factory with like a thousand brass dies, like to pass all these. I think you just need one. Whatever. But it's insane. <laughs> you can't just buy that and put it on your KitchenAid and make it. Like, no, it's patented. We literally can't. <laughs> <laughs> so you've literally chosen, you've actually chosen the most complicated pasta shape to make. And the least available, whereas my number one, I've decided to choose the most available, but the most pleasing. So I think it's so classic. It's everyone can make it. You can like roll out this kind of pasta with a, um, you know, you can just use a rolling pin and chop it with a knife and then you get linguine. That's true. It's nice and flat. It grabs onto sauce really well. It has, it's not, yes, I love the way linguine, yes, it does. It does. Better than spaghetti. No, I mean, because like you can I, twirl I'll give it, you, you can slurp it. It's yeah. not too wide that like it's you feel like you're eating this big sheet of pasta, but yet like it's a nice bowl. It kind of fluffs up like little ribbons. Like I like it. I like it a lot. No, that's fair. I mean, I I will give you that. Like you know, because like you know, because I, I picked tagliatelle, and that's not that different. It's just wider. It's like a, it's basically like you know what double or triple wide linguine. Uh, but. I'll give that to you like, you know, that it's a good shape overall for like medium down the road, you know, long pasta uses. But I guess I would never have guessed you would put that as high as number one. Well, like, I feel like if I'm out at a restaurant and they have a whole bunch of pasta shapes and most of them are like these kind of little dense things all over the place and it's not a filled pasta and it's not a gnocchi. I'm probably going to order the linguine if I feel like a pasta, especially Mm. if it's like a nice restaurant and they're like, you know, they make it themselves. That's going to be pretty good. All right. I, I guess I can see why you like it. It's a, it's a different feeling than like boiling a pot of pasta at home. Boiling a pot of pasta at home, sure, grab something fun like, you know, waterfalls or radiators. But I feel like out in the world and with linguine at home, sometimes it's just really easy to put on a pot of linguine. And like you can add anything to it. You can have a chunky sauce. You could have a thin sauce. You could have big toppings. You could, you know, there's a lot of different ways to have it. All right. Fair enough. Well, yeah, I went in a different direction. <laughs> so let's talk about your complicated, uh, your high maintenance pasta. Yes. All right. So yeah, this this is the Cascatelli. So it, when, you know, when I heard about this and I placed you and everything, it looked cool. But I thought, I mean, you know, what are the odds it's actually going to be like the best that I've had? You know, there's a lot of pasta shapes. There's, there's like hundreds or thousands of pasta shapes out there. Like, 
how how is this going to be the best I've had? And and I haven't had obviously all pasta shapes in the world, uh, but this worked out really well. Like how many months did it take to get? About four, I think. It three? took you four months to get this pasta, and I can go upstairs right now with what we have in our refrigerator and make linguine. You keep flour in the fridge? Next to the fridge. <laughs> so, what I like about the Cascatelli, uh, so it's it's everything that that you know Dan Pashman, the designer, it's everything he set out to do. It has the the you know as he called forkability, like it's easy to stab and pick up with the fork. It's a good size, like you can have a bite that just has one. And that's a decent bite, or you can have like two or three, and it's not too much. Like you know, it's not going to like fill your face. So it's it's a very good size. Construction of it, the shape of it is, I think, very successful in holding sauce. So he tried to combine like there's like a bucatini like channel on one side, and there's ruffles on the other side. It's a fairly complicated shape, but it does work really well. Like for whatever reason, it's it it works, and it works either as well or better than the other options that I've tried. Uh, the only slight flaw is that I did have a couple of the ruffles fall off in stirring the first time I made it. Um, I was a little more gentle with it the second time, and it didn't, it didn't happen. Otherwise, like, it holds a good amount of stuff. And what I like about it is like, it, it has these, like, these like, two ruffles and this channel between them. It holds small particles and big particles of a sauce. So if you have something that has like medium-sized chunks, like I, I, I've been making this mushroom pasta a lot, mm. And the mushrooms can actually fit in that channel as you stir it around. We had this with mushroom sauce? Yeah. Well, yeah, we had, we've had this twice so far. I only have four boxes. <laughs> I ordered more, but they're 12 weeks out. <laughs> um, so it works well with, you know, a, like a more straightforward sauce, like a pesto, or it works well with a moderately chunky sauce. Again, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go large chunks. I wouldn't go like, you know, meatballs. or. Well, like, like peas can't fit inside. Uh, it might. It, it, it would be had, close. You had it with peas. Small peas would actually, they do... Yeah, look, there's a picture right there. See? Is it, <laughs> is it in there or is it just next to it? It's right in, look, it's in, it's in the little channel. But they're more like spooning. Well, okay. Regardless. <laughs> <laughs> I find them to look very much like tentacles. Yeah, so it's, what's interesting about the shape though is that like, if you're serving it to people, to guests, it's a fun novelty because they haven't seen it before. Like unless they're, you know, podcast pasta nerds, they haven't seen the shape before. And so it's, it's a fun novelty like radiators that, you know, people are like, ooh, what's that? Because it's both a new shape and because of the, like, size and complexity of it, I feel like whatever you make it with, like, whatever the sauce is, can actually take a step back a little bit from the spotlight because the spotlight is, oh, my God, what's that cool random shape you have? And because it's, it's like, substantial and complicated and novel, it actually is interesting to people. Like, it's just the pasta itself, which is something that you don't, you know, most people have seen every pasta shape, you know, that that they're going to see. And so it's, it's interesting from that point of view. But it's just... Overall, like as a pasta, it just works really well. Not only is it interesting to look at, but it's easy to cook. It is it holds a lot of sauce. It's easy to pick up on the fork. It just it's everything that he set out to do. It does it, and it does it really well and better than everything else I've tried. I think visually, you do have to. You might have to explain to someone that doesn't have the best vision that it's not seafood. That's interesting because because it looks kind of i mean because yeah they, each piece is almost like a candy cane shape so it's like a little bit you know, a little curve and so i could kind of see that but i i don't think i mean because what, what do you think it looks kind of like um calamari maybe no i mean it just it looks like a 
pieces of tentacle. Like, it just does. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, and not that that was like what put me, I did nothing put me off of it. I almost, I think I didn't pick it out of spite because I didn't want like the difficult pasta to win. <laughs> That's a terrible reason, but I, I respect d- it. <laughs> Because it it's really hard to get. Like, you know, right now orders are still 12 weeks out because it's, it's you know, it's 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 Svolini making it. It's like you know, this relatively small company making it. And it's it achieved massive popularity amongst food nerds. And like, I, I think I've written up in major newspapers and stuff, too, because like, oh, my God, a new pasta shape is taking over the world. Like, it's like a fun human interest story. So it's gotten a lot of press and a lot of people have ordered it. So it's very backordered. <laughs> we haven't seen pasta this backordered since the great Bucatini, <laughs> the Bucatini <laughs> shortage of 2020. Yeah, right. Yeah, but it's it's very good. Like it it stands up to the hype and you know, this is not a sponsorship or anything. I've never talked to them before, but I would recommend if you if you like pasta, just go order some. It'll probably show up, you know, in about 3 or 4 months and you'll be very happy when it does. And while you're waiting, you can listen to a podcast all about the making of this pasta unfortunately it's not three or four months long though it's only like five episodes <laughs> well if you listen to it very slowly yeah <laughs> can you make like slower speed and overcast so like it takes oh just like the playlist where so you have to find <laughs> you have to listen to the podcast as slow as it takes for the actual pasta to arrive to your house right yeah we'll have we'll a spotify playlist that just repeats that podcast for you know 12 weeks <laughs> yeah and then once you're finished with it finally finished your pasta arrives Anyway, I would suggest if you're going to order this pasta, order like more than four boxes like I did on my first one. Because <laughs> if it takes 12 weeks to arrive and you end up liking it, it's going to be another 12 weeks before you get any more of it. <laughs> so complicated. Yeah, but worth it. In the meantime, like I'm I'm very happy, you know, to keep making pasta with the other, you know, my radiatory, my number two. I'm very happy with that. Other stuff like like the Tuscani, I really like Tagliatelle. And those are all widely available. So I'm not going to like, you know, not have pasta in the meantime but it's hard for me to imagine if i had a box of this if i had a lot of boxes of this that i didn't have to like conserve them it's hard for me to imagine making pasta one night and not wanting to use this because it just is so good for not only the kind of thing i'm looking for in a pasta but also the kind of sauces i make with pasta that usually my sauces have some kind of like medium thickness base either either pesto or like a like a um uh, what's the cacio e pepe uh, cheese? The pecorino romano, like something like like uh, that's you. These are usually the bases that mm, I use. Cacio you know. pepe with the bucatini. Yeah, that and that was very good. Again, mm-hmm. but just yeah, but so like usually my sauces have like a, a moderate thickness sauce base with a, some kind of like heavy vegetable influence or heavy herb influence, and then maybe a few chunks of chicken here and there, or or mushrooms or something like that. Uh, and so for that kind of thing, I found Cascatelli to be the best. Um, but certainly I'm going to you know keep making everything else while I wait for my second batch to arrive. And if you happen to be a long time top four listener and you've heard us, uh, you know, talk about mushrooms before and how much we hate them. Yeah, that totally changed. We love mushrooms now. Yeah. Turns out when you cook them in delicious sauces with pasta and sage and butter and shallots and everything, it turns out they get better. All right. Well, I hope that you um, continue to follow the world of pasta and its ever-changing shapes. But I'm going to stick with my linguine. Fair enough. I'm going to stick with my impossible to get one. Opposites attract. (laughs) Yeah.